0: All right, that of course was the Lord's Prayer as we are continuing on in our study on Teach Us to Pray. And this is our third, le- well, this is part three on a subsession on that one that focuses in on the Lord's Prayer like we just watched. It was from uh, Luke chapter 11, verse one, where it says, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just like John taught his disciples to pray. See, learning about prayer And what we're seeing is it's really not just learning about magic words or sequences that will move God to do what we want him to do. When when Jesus' disciples saw him praying, when they experienced that, they saw something different. They saw a relationship there between he and God. And when they were asking Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray, what they were really asking is, Jesus, teach us how to have a relationship with God like you have a relationship with God. And I hope you're beginning to see, as, as I am, as I study this out, teach us to pray really is saying teach us to have that kind of a relationship with God. Now, we've, we've been using primarily the Lord's uh, prayer as well as all the teachings that surround it uh, from the Sermon on the Mount and I'm beginning to see that really the entire Sermon on the Mount has to do with our relationship with God. We started off with that first line of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God is in heaven. We talked about this really sets the stages. This is about us communicating and communing and coming into a relationship with the creator of the universe. Even that first line, our Father who is in heaven, you understand this is not just an address. This is really showing that heaven is a special place we're not allowed to into. We don't get to just go into heaven. It's that special. As a matter of fact, without God's grace and God's mercy and the provisions that God has made through Jesus, we wouldn't even be allowed to visit heaven, much less live in heaven. So when we say our Father in heaven, we are establishing right off the bat God is higher and above us. It even echoes back to Ecclesiastes 5, where it says, uh, it's giving advice about making vows to God. And it said, hey, God's in heaven. You're on earth. So let your words be few. Heaven is a special place. And then he goes on to say, hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. Your name is special. You are separate and special. We looked at the passage, it says, your kingdom come. Again, further stressing the point that God is number one. It's about his kingdom, not my kingdom. It's about what's important to him. It sets the tone of the relationship for the whole rest of the prayer, the tone of the relationship between me and God, which leads right into that next line, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. God's will is the number one priority and even as I'm about to get to my requests, which we're going to go into today, I am acknowledging and I am submitting and surrendering to the fact that God reigns supreme, even as I make my requests and I know that this can be difficult. We had some great discussions in the D groups I get to be a part of this week on how we apply that principle to our lives. Yet in our prayers, Jesus calls us constantly reminding of our relationship with God, but where we are in that relationship. Now we move on now to the where we're going to really focus in on today is that very next line in verse 11 Give us today our daily bread. And this line represents really our dependence on God, our dependence and our faith. In God, to provide for our needs, to care for our physical needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Don't you just love bread? I mean, bread is awesome, right? I mean, you think it's that smell when bread is baking and, you know, you walk into the kitchen and you go, oh, it's so warm and soft and delicious. And you put a little pat of butter on it, you know, maybe some honey or if you're getting real chefy you can have honey butter you know and it's fresh baked bread is like a fuzzy warm blanket on a chilly day and for those of you who are gluten free i'm i'm sorry i you have my sympathies and i will pray for you but bread is amazing and it's amazing in the bible too literally almost just just shy of 500 times The Bible mentions bread all the way from Genesis to the book of Revelation. And it often represents our needs. It represents how God provides for those needs. And yeah, it talks about physically, etc., so on and so forth, but also so many other things. Even so much that Jesus called himself the bread of life. But I think here in this passage, he is focusing more on the physical needs and not the spiritual needs when he says, give us today our daily bread. But you know what? It's not just bread Jesus is praying about. He's not just saying, give me bread today. Uh, It's something that represents, it represents how we rely on God's provision. And we still rely on that provision for our survival today. And it's not just what we eat, it's, it's so many other things. It's providing us with maybe the, the medical supplies or, or medicines, providing us with financial support, meaning in uh, uh, ways of, of being able to, to provide with so many other things. It provides us with transportation or even close friends that can support us and help us in times of needs. When we say, give us today our daily bread, We are reminding ourselves, we are placing ourselves in this position that God, who is called Jehovah Jireh, meaning God the provider, he's the one who's providing for our needs and he's promised he will provide for our needs. He's always there. He's always faithful without fail. Day to day, God's there to take care of. And as we pray that, it represents our faith in Him, our trust in Him for that. And when we ask for what we need, give us what we need, we say, give us today our daily bread. This brings us to the idea that we, provide, we, we rely on God to provide for us every single day. Every day starts anew. It reminds us daily. As we go to work, and it keeps us from thinking, well, this is my job. I got this job. I provide for my family. Or as we, uh, you know, do whatever we need, live in our homes, my home. Or I pay my bills. I'm taking care of business. A man's got to do what a man, and all of these other type of things. This is really getting into, no, God, you, you provide for us every day. See, our relationship with God has got to be that daily relationship, not just a Sunday worship relationship. Now, Jesus expands on this thought even further in the next several verses. Again, remember I said, really the whole Sermon on the Mount, it's, it's a continual thought on our relationship with God. Let's, let's go on down, Matthew chapter 6, even a little bit later, beginning in verse 25. And we're going to read 25 through 34. It's kind of a long reading, I encourage you to get your Bibles out and follow along with me. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. He says, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not much more valuable than they Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Jesus said, why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They don't labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. And if that's how God uh, uh, clothes the grafts of the field, which are here today and tomorrow, that are thrown in the fire, how how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will I eat? Or what will I drink? Or what will I wear? For the pagans run after all of these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. See, here Jesus continues to teach on prayer as it reflects our relationship with God. And he gets back to putting trust in God for our provisions, putting trust in God to take care of us on a daily basis. Now he's talking about physical needs, specifically what we'll eat, what we'll drink, what we'll wear. And again, in verse 32, if you notice, he echoes back to what he said earlier about prayer when he said the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. That's almost exactly what he said earlier in Matthew chapter six, verses seven and eight. So he's tying it all together. He's saying, trust God, have that connection and that relationship with God. And then as he wraps it up, he says, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, right? Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. He says, each day, he says, today, take care of today. Focus on today. Trust God today. And trust God will take care of tomorrow when and if tomorrow gets here. We are all about, you know, storing up for the retirement, storing up, and I don't think Jesus is teaching against savings plans or IRA, you know, retirement funds or things like that. But what he's saying is, Where do you put your faith? Where do you put your trust? Where do you put your reliance for your future? Are you putting it in your bank account? Are you putting it in your retirement account? You know, I've got a good friend who just uh, a year or so ago said, hey, somebody just stole all of our retirement. The company that they had invested all the retirement, the guy embezzled it, ran off. It was all just gone in a flash but who do we trust to provide for our needs? But seek first his kingdom, Jesus said in verse 33, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Whose kingdom? His kingdom, which reflects back on the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come. You see how Jesus is tying all of these things together. If we seek his his kingdom, if we seek his righteousness if we seek his will then we ask for what we need and god the ultimate provider takes care of what we need and what i've seen with god is he's so awesome not only does he take care of our needs oftentimes he takes care of our greeds as well and what jesus is trying to show us over and over and again here in the in, in, in the in the sermon on the mount with the lord's prayer and all this teaching is Acknowledging the order of the relationship with God and the responsibilities. God is in charge. God is all powerful. God is the one who provides. His kingdom matters the most. My priority? Seek first God. Seek first His righteousness. Seek first His kingdom. And I submit and I follow. Prayer Prayer reminds us of this place, our place in our hearts, our place in this arrangement. Why? Because the truth is, it's so easy to take over for God and try to provide for our own daily bread, our own needs, especially in this COVID-19 challenges. Now, we've been blessed as a church. We've been blessed as a church uh, in, in, in the fact that very, very few of us have lost Wages have lost employment, not like some other churches and some other places that uh, that we've heard about. And of course, we we found uh, in, in that Hope video last week that so many people in parts of this world have are being devastated economically by what's been going on. But God has blessed our church in in an incredible way. I don't know why. In a sense of, I don't think we're any more righteous or any more deserving than any other disciples. We just need to be humble and say, God, give us this day our daily bread. Mm -hmm. And the church has reflected the gratitude. I want to thank you personally uh, for your giving and for your sacrifice. Uh, Just as I shared earlier about the the, the giving towards uh, the the, the hope and the relief fund and the loaves and the fishes, the contribution here in in our own congregation. We had struggles last year, but this year so far since January 1st up until last Sunday— Uh, The giving has been incredible. It has been inspiring. But the temptation is, oh, no, I don't know what's going to happen. I need to start storing away instead of seeking first God's kingdom. Yesterday, I got off a conference call. We had a a European Missions Society board meeting to where we were discussing and looking at the numbers because we have responsibilities. And we're looking at the 2021 budget because the giving this year affects the budget of next year. And while we want to rely on God and we pray for God, we're looking at this because uh, it's, it's we've noticed some people feel like, oh, well, that's just mission work. That's just a program of the church. It's almost expendable. And they don't realize that what we're talking about is 50 people across Europe leading in churches, 50 people rely directly on that contribution. And we went through and we started cutting all... Non-critical things, when I say non-critical, everything is critical, but some things we can push the pause button for, for six or 12 months, and it won't stop the work. We cut back on all of that, and we still work, but we can only cut back so far, because you know, 88% of everything that's given goes directly to the missionaries. That means 88 cents of every dollar given goes directly to supporting missionaries in the field. So we're trying to balance this out and trusting God and, uh, you know, relying upon other disciples to trust God. He'll provide for us and he'll provide for them. And so we think we balance all of this out. And it's so easy to think, I got to save. I got to save to take care of my own business. I don't know if God will bless me tomorrow. I don't know if God will bless me next week. I don't know if God will bless me next month. And that's what Jesus is trying to remind us. Give us today our daily bread. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. And guess what? God's going to be here tomorrow too. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell. Those, Those seven words, give us this day our daily bread, says so much about our relationship with God. Please don't just skip over that line. That's one of those... Lines that some people, they they think of as throwaway lines a little bit. You know, it's okay, give me, let me get that, give us this day our daily bread part, and let me get on to the forgiveness of sins. That's the real important part. But that line says so much about our relationship with God. God, I place my life in your hands. God, I trust you to care for me. God, I acknowledge that you have the power over my life, and over my death. It says, God, I submit my life to your sovereignty and control. My God, Jehovah El Shaddai, God all-powerful. Jehovah Jireh, God, my provider. And we remind ourselves to recommit ourselves to this principle every single day. And we commit ourselves to the everydayness of our relationship with God, when we say, give us this day our daily bread. Let's think about that this week.